All right. Good morning, everybody. How we doing? Yeah, warm, right? A little bit. It's going to get even warmer, so just buckle up, all right? If you're hot now, just get a fan, all right? Because it's going to be a little warm. Uh, if you're not with us, you're joining us online. Thank you for being there. You're probably cooler than we are, wherever you happen to be, because it's pretty doggone hot, and it's only going to get hotter today. But that gives you an opportunity to do some really cool things after church. So if you haven't taken part in any of the... Uh, awesome water activities that Powell has to offer. I encourage you this afternoon, jump in a river, jump in some water, get somewhere where there's some water and get in it uh, before it's too late. Because shoot, we know before it's before we know it, it's going to be snowing or sleeting or do some crazy mess we don't want to even think about. I know everybody's shushing me, right? It's going to happen. It just is. All right, let's just bite down and get reality, right? So right now, today is going to be 96. Take advantage of 96, right? Yeah. All right, y'all complain about 96 too. Anyway, I, my, my Georgia sensibility says it's not hot enough, but that's okay. All right, so thank you for being here this morning. If you're here for the first time, thank you so much. The second time, I appreciate that too. Make sure you don't leave without getting a gift. We've got a free, e -ba or free bag for you. We also have a free e-gift for you online, so don't miss out on that as well. Uh, we want to welcome you warmly here at Faith Church uh, by our personalities, not by our temperature in the space, all right? Also, if you have children... We'd love for them to be a part of Faith Kids. We have an awesome experience downstairs each week that we're loving to get into. I've got to be a part of that for the past two weeks, and this is my last uh, chance for right now anyway. And so I'm going to be downstairs serving with the uh, preschool group, which is going to be fantastic because I have preschoolers in my house all the time, so it's just one more day for me, but it should be really good. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, if you're ever interested in serving at Faith Kids, I highly encourage it. It's, there's nothing more rewarding, I think, than being able to, to relate uh, Jesus to a kid, right? And in some ways, it's a lot easier than doing it to an adult, right? Because at least if they're halfway paying attention, sometimes I look out here and I think I'll just take it as a nap time. So, you know, they're probably not using his nap time down there. Uh, but so anyway, so I encourage you to be with us downstairs with Faith Kids if you have them online. If you're there, make sure that you're uh, also, we have a Faith Kids experience for you that uh, you can check on our Facebook page. All right. So don't miss that as well. I was only really one thing I want to highlight for faith events. So it's going to be really brief today. And that's Celebrate Palinal Day, all right? So who, if you haven't got it on your calendar yet, <laughs> which I've been saying it for about two months, but if you haven't got it on your calendar yet, it's Saturday, July 30th from 11 to 2, all right? Saturday, July 30th, 11 to 2. That's next Saturday, okay? That's next week. That's that fast. Seven more days, and we're there, all right? And it's going to be an awesome experience. We've got inflatables. We've got a dunk tank. We've got a DJ set up. We're going to have a giant tent with food, free food to come and get. There's going to be baked goods for sale. There's going to be a Junction Cafe is going to be out there with some coffee and some iced coffee. Uh, there's going to be a whole bunch of great stuff that you don't want to miss. So make sure you don't leave town that weekend, all right? Just make sure you stick in town this weekend and be with us from 11 to 2 next Saturday at the field behind the firehouse on the corner of Church and 346, all right? So if you don't know where that's at, ask somebody who does and make sure you get there because we want you to participate and join in and have a great time that day. I believe there's also going to be a cornhole tournament. And I think somebody mentioned that John Boucher is going to be doing like a closest to the pin little thing going on. So if you're, if you like to chip a little bit of golf or pretend you do like me, I pretend I'm a golfer. I'm not one. Feel free to come in and uh, chip a little bit and see what you can do that day. But it's going to be a great time to celebrate our town, our community together. That's what we love. That's what I love most about being in this place, but being in this church, because we're a bunch of folks who love to celebrate the town that we're in, the community we're in, and to bring people together. Uh, and, and hopefully over time, point people to Jesus through that process. And so this weekend is an awesome opportunity to do that. This Saturday. Don't miss it, okay? All right. Last thing we want to highlight is giving. I want to thank you first for all that you've done. We had a, a, a request last week uh, that for the family that had a fire, and we really turned it up. We had a lot of giving towards that. We have financial gifts and clothing and things. Thank you for giving all that you did. 
We encourage you, if you would like to continue to give, that's just one instance. We always have those needs come up, and we have a budget that has part, part of that line item available for you, or for us, rather, to use when people come and have requests. And so if you're in need, know that we want to help you, and we're ready to do so. But if you have been blessed, like we have, my family and I have, know that it's available uh, to give. We'd love for you to give financially, fiscally, uh, or rather physically, not fiscally. There's baskets in the front to my left and right and in the back, or you can give online, faithchurchvt.com, and you can click on the give button. It's right there. It's super, super easy. Make sure you don't miss that opportunity as we continue to give back to our community through all the different ways that that happens, all right? So thank you for your generosity. This morning, we have another generous individual who's not going to give necessarily financially, but he's going to give of his time. This morning, I can't wait to have Walt Burns, who's over there. He's doing double duty today. He's guarding the door. <laughs> now he's welcoming folks, and he's going to come up this morning, and he is going to give the message this morning. And so I'm such, it's been such an honor as we've been going through this series. We called it Swimming Upstream, because in our community, and our culture, uh, how very often we are the minority, right? And, and how we believe and follow and chase after Jesus looks radically different than, than those around us. And so each week we've been looking at 2 Timothy and seeing how the Apostle Paul charged Timothy to, to really reach out, to, to continue to do what he knew he had to do, which is to reach people for Jesus through the gospel. And so each week we've had an opportunity to have a different person in our community do that. And so I let off the way, and then uh, after that was Ron, who's here today. It's good to see you, Ron. And then after that is Dave here. He's in the front. And then this week is going to be Walt in the back, and he's going to be coming up this morning and giving the final message in Second Timothy out of chapter 4. So hope you're ready to receive it. He's going to go ahead and come on up, and we're going to give him a warm welcome. All right, let's do that. No, I ain't good at this. Well, I got a confession to make this morning. Before I come to church, I beat my wife <laughs> with a broomstick. And I just hope, Sharon, you'll forgive me. I know that the bat that had landed on her leg in the bed, he ain't going to have a chance to forgive me because he's taken care of well, good morning. If I haven't said good morning to you yet, good morning. It's great to be here. You know, I was trying to think of something I could start this off with, and I said, Psalm eighteen twenty four. this is the day the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. And, you know, wouldn't it be awesome if we all got up every morning, you know, without having to kill bats, you know, where we could just rejoice? But, uh, that's the first Bible verse I ever learned, by the way. And uh, it used to be printed on the inside carton of the eggs, so I'd see it every morning. <laughs> Swimming Upstream is the title of today's series that we're finishing on 2 Timothy. We have learned Paul is in prison and nearing the end of his life. He writes to his protege Timothy to encourage and instruct him on what he must do. We're going to be looking at verses 1 through 5. Now, I know everybody starts this off with a question. So I got a couple of them for you, but I don't expect an answer because I don't want to put anybody on the spot or anything. But as I was going through this, I was thinking, what are you called by God to do? And are you doing it to the best of your ability? That's a tough, that was a tough question for me to answer. But maybe it's something for you to think about. But anyhow, let's take a quick break and then we'll get into it. 
My wife and Don were hurrying me up here, but uh, see, I have an internal clock. I knew it had only been four minutes and 33 seconds. <laughs> but anyhow, we'll start off by reading First Timothy or Second Timothy, chapter four, verses one through five. And Paul writes to Timothy. I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. And they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. Let us pray. Holy Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity to serve you. Now, Father, I pray that you make me a mute man and that your spirit speaks through me. Because this ain't about me, Lord. This is about bringing you glory and honor and spreading your word everywhere that we can. Father, I thank you and I praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, the first thing Paul tells Timothy is pretty serious. He says, I charge you. You know, that ain't just, when he, when he uses the word charge, he ain't talking about just telling him. No, this is, this is before God and Jesus. He must continue his ministry for the glory of God. And you know, we as born-again children of God, we have the same calling. Jesus charges us. And then secondly, he reminds him that Jesus is our judge. Make no mistake about it, folks. We will all face judgment by our Lord, the saved and the unsaved. It says in 1 John... 26 to 29. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son to have life in himself. And has given him authority to execute judgment, also because he is the Son of Man. Do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice. And come forth, those who have done good to the resurrection of life, and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. So Paul reminds Timothy of this. This is something for all of us to remember. On that day when you stand before Jesus, you don't want to say, I got nothing. You don't want to say that. You don't want to brag about all you've done, but... 
you want to have something to prove, show for your life that you've done for him. He suffered a horrible death to pay our sin debt in full. We owe it to him to serve him in any way possible. Not because we have to. Salvation is a free gift. God gives it to us. All we have to do is trust in the Lord, name of the Lord Jesus. We don't even deserve salvation. But we should be motivated as believers to serve. And that's what Paul's doing to Timothy. Giving him motivation. Verse 2 gives instructions. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching. That goes for all of us. We all have to preach the word. We all have a commandment from our Lord to go forth and preach the word. For Jesus said in Mark 16, verse 15, Go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That means us. That means we got to step forth. we got to share the gospel. we got to share Jesus with our fellow man. Now, we're not all cut out to be pastors or evangelists or even guest speakers. But we are all called to witness and share. Be bold for the Lord. You say, that ain't always easy. Yeah, it is. Because you see, Jesus is going to be right there with you. He's right here with us today. Now, I go to a lot of places. And uh, I try to share Jesus with everybody I meet. I just telling Dave there, I run into a friend of his down at work. And uh, so I go running up there to him, hey, what's going on? How you doing? Yada, da, da, da. And I'm just getting ready to witness to him. And he says, well, I'm a minister. <laughs> so I was like, okay. <laughs> you might not always be successful in the moment, but you never know when you will plant a seed for the Holy Spirit to grow. My, uh, my son-in-law said to me, you know the reason, you know what made me realize that I needed Jesus in my life? No, buddy, what? He said, you. And I was like, wow. Now, I hope he's not looking, not listening, because he's a lot smarter than I am. But as uh, far as I know, Maybe I'm wrong, but has anybody ever accepted Christ that hasn't heard of Christ? There ain't a lot of people in this world, believe it or not, they haven't heard of Christ. So always be ready to spread the good news of the gospel. There's no such thing as after hours when sharing Jesus. 
Tell people about the love of Christ, why he died, how he died, his resurrection. And pray daily to be an effective witness. You never know when that one person's going to knock at your door and you get the chance to share Jesus. My sister was pretty much a shut-in before she died. And uh, the different denominations would come around and knock at the door. We all know who they are. We've all had it happen. And my brother-in-law would say, all right, honey, I'll, just, I'll go lock the door and we'll ignore them. Now, they were Christians. My sister said, oh, no. <clears throat> She'd grab her Bible. She'd walk out there to her porch, say, come on in, Eric, bring us some tea. And she'd sit down there and share Jesus with them. They were coming to try to convert her, and she was giving it right back to them. Paul continues with convince by believing the Bible is the whole and complete word of God and inspired by God. Don't add to it or take it away from it. Use it as your shield and sword. That's why we have it. You cannot pick and choose what to believe because it's all true. There's a lot of people in this world, they don't believe the Bible. That's just a book that had been written centuries ago. Well, I try to convince them differently because I know better, because the Holy Spirit has opened my eyes and opened my heart that I know that it's all true, that it is my sword and my shield. And I believe every word of it. Now sometimes they argue with me, you know, and I just tell them, you know, you can argue all you want to. You know, everybody has a right to be wrong. <laughs> but, and then I have some people say, well, I believe this, but I don't believe that. <laughs> no. No. You cannot pick and choose what to believe because it's all true. Every word of it has power. So rebuke the falsehoods of those who wish to argue about it. Tell them they got their right to be wrong. Exhort, which this one kind of messed me up. Bainton County Public School Education, I didn't know what exhort meant, so... So it means to encourage. Glad none of my teachers are here. But anyhow, now I know what exhort means. Where'd I go? There I am. You ain't in this alone. There's not a single one of us that are in this, this walk with Christ alone that's the awesome part of it you know it's like we're getting ready to go do battle but it's already been won Amen. we have the whole we have the lord jesus who indwells us we have the holy spirit living inside us there's nothing anybody can do to stop us we cannot fail so don't get down on yourself god always wins but we got to put in the time and we got to work at it. Verse 3 
deals with us. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires. Because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. This is meant for us, this body of believers, whether in this church or any other. We all get uncomfortable during some sermons, get our toes stepped on. I know I do. Sometimes I sit back there and think, you know, does anybody notice if I just ease on out the door? <laughs> because I ain't getting my toes stepped on, I'm getting them stomped. And no pastor or speaker sets out to make us feel bad or uncomfortable. But sometimes we got to hear it. Every time I ever got my toes stepped on, I did what I'm getting ready to tell you to do, and it works. I am not a perfect Christian, and neither is anyone else here. We have to hang on to the truth. We must strive to be like Jesus. You come to church to worship and learn, not to make yourself feel good. So if a message makes you a little uncomfortable, and this is what I say, and this is what I do. Go look in the mirror. Pray. Ask the Lord to show you the way to go. And He will. I'm telling you, He will. So then you go and you correct your behavior and you don't get stepped on no more. Right after Sharon and I got married, we attended a feel-good church. Now, this, this place was full of some really good people, some of them who I loved. But it was no Bible-believing, gospel-preaching church. Sure, it made us feel good, but we weren't worshiping or learning what we needed to serve God. To be perfectly honest, we thought we were. But nobody talked about witnessing or sharing Jesus or helping those in need. We were going through the motions. We were religious but lost. Now, I don't care who you are. Religion ain't going to do a doggone thing for you. Religion is a word thought up by man and you name me one thing that man's got his hand on that he ain't screwed up. So this is what Paul means by heaping up teachers for themselves. We find a place that makes us feel comfortable and we just slide right in the door there and you know and and we get we feel good about ourselves, you know. We're still lost in our sins, we're still lost. Salvation hasn't come to our house. This is what he means by heaping up teachers. So don't make this mistake. Like I did, it was a trap set by the evil one. Not, some, I, I, when I witness to people, some people say, all right, Walt, you're, you're, you're going a little far here with this evil one stuff. No, he exists, trust me. He exists, and he will set traps to blind you. And I praise God that he restored my sight and led me to faith. Verse 4. And they will turn their ears away from the truth 
can be turned aside to fables. Now, verse 4 deals with those who don't know what they're looking for. Who don't believe the Bible is relevant for today. They think Christianity must be in line with today's social issues. We know, however, that if today's social issues were in line with what Jesus taught, they wouldn't be any social issues. Amen? You don't have to look far, not even here in this little town of Powell, to see what I'm talking about. You can go one town to the north and one town to the south. And it's everywhere. But it exists even here in Powell. Again, a trick of the evil one. To blind people. We as Christians must pray for those who the evil one has blinded. We must live so that they can see Christ in us. And that's important. And sadly, sadly, I don't always live that way. I should. I wished I could. Well, I can. But sometimes I let my guard down. I saw a bumper sticker that said, my church is in the woods. I love this one. <laughs> well, that's great. I worship in a tree stand every fall. I ain't going to lie to you. <clears throat> During deer season is when I truly feel close to Jesus. And we have some good times in that tree stand together. It hasn't improved my aim any, but we have some good times. I truly feel close to Jesus when I'm in that tree stand. I do. I, that's just me. But we must remember who we are worshiping. The Creator, not what He created. The Bible says worshiping created things is a lie. I got it right here in Romans. Other page. Get the verses right again. Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moths and rust destroy where thieves break in and steal. Wrong one. I didn't think it sounded right. Here we go. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God. Nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools. And change the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man. And birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanliness. And the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves. Who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator who is blessed forever. Amen. So we must be extremely careful not to put anyone 
or anything before God in our daily walk. We must love him as much as he loves us. And if the day ever comes that my wife thinks that she's going to come before Jesus Christ, she's in for a rude awakening. If the day ever comes that my children think they're coming before Jesus, they're going to be wrong. Because there's nothing more important to me than my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And we should all feel that way. It's what the Bible teaches us. Now verse 5, and I love this one because I, we used to use this, uh, this term all the time in the military. Never, never did I think we'd ever use it in church. But Verse 5 says, But you be watchful in all things. Endure inflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. Verse 5 deals with situational awareness. Watch what's going on around us, folks. Don't make a mistake. We as Christians are in a war for the souls of mankind. We're in a war. Satan had the audacity to tempt Jesus in the wilderness. What makes any of us think that he'll leave us alone? Right? The truth is, though, he can only have a victory if we allow him to. Remember I said I didn't always walk where people could see Jesus in me? That's when I allowed him to have the victory. He wants to discourage us and make our lives miserable. So I say let's keep our eyes on King Jesus and tick the devil off. Let's do our best to make him miserable. And we're making him miserable right now. Right here. We're sitting here. We're worshiping our God. And he ain't happy about it. God tells us in the book of James. Chapter 4 verse 7. Therefore submit to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. We already won. All we got to do is resist him. We have a promise from God that the devil has to flee from us. Jesus Christ has given us the victory. In this life, we as believers will endure afflictions. You can, uh, you know, we get called crazy. But there's people in this world today who are dying, literally being murdered for this. So let people laugh at us and ridicule us. Tell us we're crazy. He can go out of our way to disrupt our worship services. Call us names and try their best to cause us to stumble. Therefore, we must remember we are children of God with the mission of sharing the gospel and service to Him. You will be rewarded for your service. 
Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, 19 to 21, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be so also. We have a ministry to, to, to fulfill. So let's do our best for Jesus here on earth while we can. Let's pray. Holy Father in heaven, I pray that you were glorified today. I pray that, well, I know that your word went forth and it will always bring fruit back. I pray, Lord, that I will be your humble servant. And that the rest of my brothers and sisters right here will also submit and be your humble servant. Father, I thank you and I praise you. You are a great and a mighty God. You saved my soul and I didn't even deserve it. I can't wait to see you, Jesus. I love you. And I, I, just, I just want to fall down at your feet and worship you. In Jesus' name I pray. Thanks, guys. I love you.